Hello, welcome to the very first episode of The Modern Youth. This is crazy and exciting and I'm just stoked for it. Um, my name's Roman and I have decided to create a show where I sit down with up-and-comers and talk about how they got to where they are and why they are doing what they're doing and all the all of those fun things. Um, so... That's what I did on this episode. I sit down with a good friend of mine, her name's Sam Zaleski, and she is an artist and an illustrator um, and just an all-round amazing human being and she's so strong. She's been through a lot um, but she doesn't let that stop her and she uses that as motivation um, uh, for her work and just she's just awesome I love her and so I'm really grateful that she was able to kick this episode or this whole podcast off with a bang so I hope you enjoyed the first episode let me know what you think thanks for listening in advance cool all right roll the intro I've always wanted to say that is that cool all right I hope you enjoy it hey my name is Roman and welcome to the modern youth You know, everyone starts from somewhere and it's definitely not a glamorous process. A lot of the time it's a side hustle in between work or uni, but people do it anyway because they love it and they hope to make it a career. This is a podcast that explores into the minds of the young, ambitious and creative up-and-coming talent. It's a space where people just like you and I are figuring out exactly how to turn our passions into a career and what it really takes in the beginning stages. From illustrators, filmmakers, designers, and a whole lot more, I'm excited to share with you the stories of those who are getting the ball rolling and creating a path for themselves. If this interests you in any way, please subscribe for weekly stories and follow us at TMY Podcast on Instagram. Welcome to the Modern Youth. Samantha Zaleski, or Sam Zaleski. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to the Modern Youth. um so who are you what do you do um so i am a few things i am a concept artist comic book person uh writer illustrator yeah a few things and just managing a little bit of a business and just getting some people in through that and um yeah just mainly artistic things how old are you, man? Like, that's <laughs> your writer, illustrator, like, what? And you're how old? I'm 20, but I've been doing this for six years, so. That's nuts. You've been doing it for 16, 14. Yeah. Like, so tell us about that. How did you start that at the age of 14 then? Yeah, well, um, I mean, I've always been into art, but I was kind of leading more into like a scientific route when I was a bit younger and just doodling on the side but I wanted to like do marine biology but that didn't really work out at school did it so art <laughs> like every creative <laughs> yeah but um yeah so at 14 um yeah my dad passed away and so that kind of we were really close and we were like best friends and he was an artist as well so he like taught me a lot of things that I use in my practice now but um yeah so it was yeah really painful so he um yeah he inspired me and like art inspired me to like kind of move forward and make a choice whether I was gonna go down this depressed path or if I was just going to 
say yeah it's a part of me it's not me Mm -hmm. and then make the choice to like uh like build a career from it and basically everything that I was scared of before I just did because I was numb so it was just kind of started out of numbness so I contacted like something crazy like 200 magazines around the world 600 just like emailing them or or Facebook yeah something yeah um, Instagram and then yeah writers illustrators and through that like got invited to events and stuff and started working around like that and submitting my work to different publishing houses because so I originally started as a book illustrator so yeah and then I got my first job uh, on a book as a contracted illustrator and that was two years and then got published and I'm on the second one now Uh, yeah and that's kind of how things started and then everything else was just a little thing that happened along the way because you can't really plan it it just happens I just knew that it was important to do art and I didn't know why yeah wow wow that's a lot that's a lot lot. it's a lot it's a lot when you asked the question I was like oh there's no there's no way (laughs) yeah wow okay um so we'll get more into that stuff um but so yeah starting off at 14 emailing a whole bunch of people like so how and why I guess like it comes from that numbness um I don't know I think that's really powerful actually I think that's like a conscious decision to be like well yeah I can feel sad and of course you're feeling sad but like Mm -hmm. making that conscious decision to be like oh okay well either I'm gonna do something about this feeling and you know maybe work hard and and pursue something that my dad was passionate about mm-hmm. but also i'm passionate about yeah um yeah or you know feel sad and f- kind of go down that depressive route which is fine yeah but it's fine like i mean and there wasn't like there was a moment every day where you think about it and you're like wow this has happened i don't know how to cope with it or i feel sad but um you don't really have another choice but to just keep waking up the next day and working with it because that's your new reality life won't go back to the way it was no matter how much you want it so you kind of in that point when someone does die like so suddenly you you think about what your life means to you and how you want to make it something and be meaningful and you realize that life is short and like as cliche and memey as it is like yolo (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah no um but that's so mature like at 14 like for me i i was super insecure about like wanting to do like creative stuff or like i don't know i was just listening to music i wasn't really like well don't get me wrong i was still obsessed with like one direction that whole time oh i think everybody and twilight yeah 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 um (laughs) wow what an introduction sorry (laughs) no 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 no. that's awesome um but i think yeah that's super super like uh that's just really really mature and i think that's really like says a lot about you Mm. and how much you're just like a driving force Mm. um at least like from however long i've known you for now like three years Mm -hmm. like that's just 
what your past personality's been and it's awesome it's so motivating and i think that's really really inspiring yeah um and your family would have been a huge part of that of just keeping everyone yeah. positive like i've met your mom i've met your brother like what a just power family mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my mom is definitely the glue mm. that like made us stay together and she was the real one that was just like we're we, we're still a family no matter what's just happened yeah none of us know how to deal with it we're gonna go through this together and we're gonna come out the other side together yeah wow that was our whole motto the whole time and still is that's amazing yeah um so the first year that we met each other actually first year of uni you had that book and you said you're an illustrator and you illustrated that book how did you get into that was that part of the facebook messages (laughs) um no actually it was my mom does laughter yoga and the instructor knew this author and then my mom was talking about me while laughing and yogurting and um my name popped up and then this other author's name popped up and said this author is looking for an illustrator would your daughter be interested then the manuscript was sent over to me and the author met up with me and we discussed a contract and yeah just went from there and yeah took two years wow 14 to 16 and then uh i think i took a few months break and then yeah been working on the second one since and then a few more lined up that's amazing yeah how did you like so you your mom meets this woman and Mm -hmm. then she's like yeah like my daughter can illustrate like how do you think like oh yeah i could do that i thought it was normal just to do it just to jump in it yeah yeah because i had been doing like commissions at that stage with international clients um and yeah through that kind of had developed up like a little bit of a business and uh was like doing sales and stuff like that and yeah then this came along and I was like oh this is just a very long commission it'll be fine (laughs) and it was like (laughs) so hard but it was so good yeah um and like that client was great she um we were able to do work internationally when I was traveling and that's the kind of good thing about freelance you can kind of earn the money and then go away and come back be refreshed and start again yeah yeah but the hard part about that was I was still in school when that was all happening and so when I was 14 um that year I had written and illustrated another book and then got onto this book project. So that probably helped as well, like having my own book first. Right, yeah, yeah. But it was like completely different speeds because if you're writing and controlling the book yourself, it's faster. But if you're dealing with someone else, it would be like any job. If you're dealing with someone else, it takes a bit slower time. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, did that. And yeah, so that probably prepared me for the whole manuscript business. And then since then been dealing with a few more yeah wow yeah um so then so throughout high school so since you were 14 you decided hey i'm gonna make i'm gonna just start doing art yeah i love this it it keeps me busy it, i'm like passionate and close to my dad but how do you kind of get that traction are you just doing it on the side for fun and you're like oh well like if something comes up then I have like these artworks that I can show someone at least 
Yeah. Um, I definitely started online. And I would set up all my social media platforms through, like, Facebook was my main thing. But now it's more Instagram and stuff like that for artists. But, yeah, I started on Facebook and then email, art station, and tried to get, like, into all the illustration groups possible around Brisbane and work from there and then go to the events that illustrators go to and through there like met more contacts but it's like it's slow at the start it's really slow and it takes a while to build up and then when it you're at the steady place and you can feel more confident in getting your work out but yeah definitely the first little while when I started was hard to make a name for yourself first Mm. yeah but yeah it's just say social media is like a lifesaver i don't know what people do without it yeah yeah (laughs) it's so prominent now yeah it's like such a big thing especially creative industries it's like that's kind of i always go to people their instagrams like even websites even companies i'll go to their instagrams i don't know why but for me it's like something that i'm like yeah it kind of gives that status in a way or like not status you know you just a quick portfolio without gives you like immediate information yeah and also like a personal touch sometimes companies market really well where they're able to like just put like personal things or like involve the team and stuff so you can kind of get a vibe for what their culture is like which i think is super cool yeah you said actually that um it's hard it's so hard to get your name out there like so hard especially now um in creative industries and and whatnot but like you're 20 and you like yeah you've networked you're an amazing networker you're always at those events and we're always chatting about events that have just happened and that's super cool but like you're still 20 and i guess we we still have to get our name out there like Mm -hmm. would you say that you've made it absolutely not <laughs> i mean i think you make it when you're dead <laughs> like, yeah, literally, yeah like yeah it keeps going like yeah that you never know like you could be in the most amazing spot and then the next day be out of that spot yeah so yeah i i kind of struggled with that um at the start of my career i definitely feel like um sometimes i had a bit of an ego which like I look back now and I'm like you shouldn't have had that mm. but I mean I think it helped me get to the point where I am where it's like super humbling to be in a position where you're you can work for yourself yeah at this age yeah yeah um yeah and just super grateful for all the experiences I've had I don't think you can ever settle with where you are because mm. it could change keep building changing yeah yeah, yeah and just keep it's like you're always learning keep developing and like even with art you have to keep drawing to keep your skills up yeah and at industry standard so yeah it's just things like that like i don't think i've made it it's just (laughs) i'm i think it's kind of you have to measure it by your happiness as well it's like i'm happy yeah what i'm doing now that's sweet yeah that's awesome yeah and i think that's a big thing as well just like uh growing and like mm-hmm. keeping happy and like wanting to continue with this yeah to be happy and kind of know your stands standards but i think like since you've been doing it for six years mm-hmm. since 14 like that's super early to start but like um i think anyone can start now anyone can start at 20 anyone can start at like yeah. 30 and so and like yeah but how do you 
how do you get taken seriously then <laughs> at like 15 being like hey i'm sam i just want to make some art like can yeah. i draw something for you that's another thing yeah because you're so young starting out people sometimes thought of me as just a kid mm. and that i wasn't too serious about this because i was in school or something like that so it might just be a passion yeah but it's like it's not yeah but i was dead serious like this is what i'm doing yeah you better listen to me (laughs) but i i think it was just literally persistence that got me the respect that i wanted yeah um the recognition that this is my job um and like there's going to be a just a few people along the way that don't get that and that's fine you just kind of let them go keep doing your thing and then over the years it, it's it's i think it's a persistence time thing yeah yeah it's just i think that's I huge know. no yeah. i think that's huge for us is persistence consistency mm-hmm. i know that consistency for me is like a struggle but mm-hmm. you have to just keep working at that yeah you have to persistence is huge in this industry especially yeah. now with everyone if you want to be a photographer like everyone has a camera but you have to keep going yeah i think that's actually a big thing yeah yeah persistence i think that's the thing that and like just having those frank conversations if someone isn't taking you seriously enough just saying look this is my job yeah this is my life have you always been like that like have you always been just like no you have to learn that i like don't like having confronting conversations at all Mm. but i mean if you want to be taken seriously i think you need to have those conversations sometimes just to move forward and up take that first step yeah 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 but i mean everybody's journey is different to how they get into their careers that's that was just mine yeah for sure when you're a kid was this what you always wanted to do like your dad was he a painter or he yeah so an architectural illustrator yeah yeah so he did like these amazing buildings buildings and like illustrations that he sent all over the world and he was really successful and i had seen that and just gone that's an element of what i want to do i have that in my blood um but i need to figure out the rest what did you want to be when you were a kid i wanted to be a lot of things astronaut Mm -hmm. typical Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be a Teletubby at one point. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. Um, and I wanted to be an interior designer. And I remember like taking on my dad's like paper and just putting it everywhere in the house, and then just drawing like one massive bedroom of what I wanted my dad to buy me. And it was like a, there was a train track in the room. There was like a little like treehouse pod thing at the yeah. top with all these like pillows and stuff and he just like looked and he's like you know sam anything is possible but he never said yes to the house so i'm a little traumatized <laughs> but you know <laughs> but then yeah marine biology was the big one yeah in school and yeah that didn't work out and then yeah illustration and then film somehow came into that and that's how we met yeah yeah um your family like we were saying before, it's just how strong they are. and um, But I think that's, like, a huge thing to have people backing you in your corner, you know, like, supporting you. And mm. your mum seems super supportive. And your dad, 
mm-hmm. it's super supportive like how was that growing up and like having like that create creative household and um it was really cool we were brought up internationally so the first 16 years were like eight years in ireland eight years in australia and we were taught about all cultures like different people how to treat people and just taught about a lot of different aspects of the world Uh, and that kind of brought us up to be global citizens Mm. and that really helped us growing up like um we went to i think it's like up to 27 countries now that we've been to um and that like it just helps you especially with art just being able to draw on those experiences as well parents divorced when I was eight or nine but they were always so supportive and were happy for Nick and I to do whatever no matter what they would be proud yeah and they like communicated that very strongly all the way through their parenting wow yeah that's amazing yeah going on from your childhood and and just getting into this and uh figuring out what it is that you want to be doing um yeah so marine biology you mm-hmm. said that mm-hmm. didn't work out literally the most screamish person ever oh really yeah 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 so that that was like that, quickly that died very quickly quickly out of that yeah. so how is that then because you know science pretty typical way to go in life of just like yeah i'll go to uni mm. study science whatnot like how is that going being like no i'll go to uni and kind of do art which you know isn't ever an option (laughs) i feel like um i wasn't so attached to the science stuff so like yeah as soon as i kind of learned that squid thing i was like yeah okay (laughs) now um and then art had come back into the scene or it was always there really um but yeah it had come back and then I just thought, yeah, that's the way to go. And I was originally going to go to uni for graphic design or illustration and then did a QUT start subject for graphic design and design history and stuff. And through that, I was like, oh, this is really great. I've done this. I don't know if I want to do this again. Mm. And um, then, yeah, got into animation. And I was like, okay, don't know how to do any of this. And then... Uh, I was like thinking like in my first year should I even be here because it was just I didn't know how to animate and it wasn't working out but then they taught us about all the different pipelines Mm. in animation that you can be an artist still and that so that's what I do now yeah yeah, like figuring it out is hard yeah it really is isn't it like we're all figuring it out I think you still figure it out when you have a career yeah you know like absolutely like i don't know what the next two years look like yeah no <laughs> and we're about to graduate as well uh-huh. so yeah literally months countdown oh don't say that December. <laughs> um well going on from graduation you mm-hmm. are currently uh you pitched an idea for mm-hmm. your grad film or mm-hmm. your grad animation yeah uh, talk us about that yeah okay so i pitched a film maybe was it two or three months ago i don't know when pitches happened two or three months ago and um it was basically like why i want to be in film industry is because i want to make films that matter to people and make people think and just like important stories and so 
I my idea was born out of like making people think about grief in a way that like even if they haven't experienced it they kind of understand what's going on Mm. because when I was going through it people would avoid me or I lost a few friends through it and it's like you can't control it it's happened it has something to do with you but you can't do anything about it so like it's just kind of um, provoking that conversation and getting people to talk to you about what's happened and it's kind of closure at the same time so yeah my film was yeah it's about dad and how he dies and how like it's basically what my mom said where it's like we're still a family yeah and it's just talking about how when you do lose someone you can still be a family you have that choice yeah 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 so it's like a three minute animated short and then hopefully we're gonna put into some festivals at the end of the year awesome yeah that's really cool well we were just talking about how uh this is such a personal subject for you or topic um and that's okay it's it's good like i think being creative and like making stories from such personal elements of your life Mm -hmm. or aspects of your life like uh you know that's what really hits people Mm -hmm. you know they they can see through you know maybe that shaky footage or maybe that not so great animation or whatever it may be um not saying that your animation isn't great you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) (laughs) no um but yeah and so having that rawness people people understand that so i think that's really really cool how uh yeah you're putting yourself out there and on that line to be not judge but uh vulnerable Mm. you're very vulnerable we need to be more vulnerable Mm. i don't want to put a mask on anymore and i don't feel like i should with art because it is art is you know it's each individual person art is me my art is me and so i don't want to hide that because it's happened Mm. and i don't think there's a point of hiding it yeah everybody knows that it's happened yeah right and so leading a team with such a personal story Mm. how's that been so far intense it's been really intense um learning how to detach yourself from the story to be able to move forward with it technically is probably my biggest challenge yeah um but just yeah just building a version of the story to work with going forward is just the way of dealing with it i guess and just staying true to the facts of the story and the event and yeah going forward like that that's how i've been coping with it wow yeah but i feel like we all through our career we're going to be making films with different parts of ourselves in them yeah definitely so we have to learn how to do this anyway yeah and i think well that's what uh some script writing tutors have said yeah how like you always come back to um personal elements of your life whether you know it or not like you find out on the third draft or you find out at the beginning like it will always be part of you having that openness to be like you know what stuff it like i don't want to be hiding i want to just be going forward and a way for me to go forward is to make this film Mm -hmm. and share it with people share a different perspective of this story Mm-hmm. and show people i think that that's really powerful so yeah and i i always wanted to do something as a tribute to him and mm. especially my family as well for yeah. 
getting through or still getting through it but you know dealing with it every yeah. day yeah yeah um so they at the end of the film it would just say something like for dad and then a tribute to my family yeah something like that really nice yeah and so you mentioned your submitting it to film festivals mm-hmm. um do you want to tell the process of that or like how you find those how does uni help with that or we kind of just have to go for it i think we just have to go for it i'm not really sure how it works with Griffin, yeah but um i'm just planning on finding the biggest ones finding the key category that i yeah. need and then going forward like that yeah um i know a similar film with this animation style went to Cannes, um so i'm gonna go there mm. submit it through worst that can happen is that they don't take the film yeah best thing that can happen is you go to france so <laughs> could hit up some croissants yeah uh i mean that's kind of been the whole mindset with films like um i know our friend david he's very like this is what i want to do i'm going to be an oscar award-winning director it's it's kind of like that like whenever i've worked with him we're always like yeah we were going to submit to this festival this festival and this festival it hasn't happened but it will it will with the right film and i feel like this film could be the right film and that would be amazing mm. for I my th- family as well, you know. Yeah, I think just to have the opportunity to be able to submit to those big film festivals and see yeah. what happens. And you you actually just said something where it's like the worst I'll get is a no. And I yeah. think at least for me growing up and hopefully for people listening, like that's something that I was always scared of, of being mm-hmm. like the fear of rejection or the fear of, you know, not getting to where I wanted um i think that's now i can see it in hindsight i'm like that's it's okay it's really okay and i think starting out especially for people anyone listening is like it's okay not to get that one that you may have always wanted but like there's always more so just like persistence you know consistency keep jumping in the facebook messages instagrams yeah (laughs) you know just into those dms yeah yeah but like actually i think like that's a huge thing to take from it is like that's how you did it that's how like you get that ball rolling is by just message Mm. i mean i have a funny story like oh it's not funny but you know it's a story um i did the women in business um awards uh like two years ago and you ha- part of the process to get the winning position is you have to do an interview um, before the big event and they basically find the winner through that interview and they ask you a series of questions and one of my main questions was like what are you going to do if you get rejected and I'm like well the worst thing that I can imagine has already happened to me so I don't care if I get rejected. I'm still going to move forward. Wow. And um, they came up to me at the main event and they were like, that's what won you the award, that answer. And I'm like, but it's true, you know. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's for an award or not. Just having that mentality of like, I've gone through this thing, this thing, and this thing, and I'm still standing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even anyone who hasn't gone through something so significant and impactful and just devastating Mm. like just think about like what's the worst thing that's actually happened to you whether it's you break your arm or you know a family member passed like you can get through that yeah yeah 
Speaking of which, you jumped on a plane last year mm-hmm. and spent a year in England. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? <laughs> I don't know, but I felt like I needed to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously film provided a direction there. Yeah. But there was a university there called Falmouth University, and they it's an incredible school. It's so great, and they're so industry-focused. The staff are amazing. I loved it. Um, and they were so supportive of my career ambitions. They were like, that's not too crazy. Go for it. And I just loved that. Yeah. Um, so they kind of do it backwards in England where they, the semesters oh, are all yeah. weird. They're all backwards. Yeah, no, so there was, the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> it ended up being like, I was there for two semesters, but it ended up having like a five-month break in the middle of the year. Right. I don't understand how but it happened. Well, there's summer holidays. Yeah, so like I did internship there, traveled a bit in Europe, and then I did uh, my first two weeks in London, I did an internship with Studio Canal. Yeah. And that was really fun. How did you get into that? How did that happen? Uh, my sister's best friend from school is the head of TV there. Mm. So I just lived with her yeah. and just went to work in Soho every day for two weeks. Wow. Yeah, my first day was a premiere. Went from zero to 100 real quick. Um, and that was really fun. And it was really, it was just really great to like be able to represent a company. And that kind of put into my mind, yeah, I want to work in a company like that, was that like deals with these types of films. Was that like the first experience of properly? Or like you've had like working with illustrators and, yeah, and um, art? And- I've worked in sydney in the blue mountains in a film company there oh wow as like an animator but that was really like learning the basics like that was before uni maybe a few months before uni and then uh that was like for a festival called culturescape which is like you animate artists um their their artworks moving um onto buildings Mm. so it's like more of like a laser show kind of thing sure yeah 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 um and so yeah, I did that, and then worked with that um, director Tom Taylor again uh, as a second AD on his upcoming feature film. Cool, yeah. So that was cool, and then worked with him recently again <laughs> on. But that's how it works. You just yeah, again and again. And I again. think it's like what well, as soon as you get that ball rolling, it, yeah. it things start popping up and people hear your name and yeah. they're like, hey, you want to help out? And yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. like, so he needed. So in this film called Last Dark, he needed. So he has war jets and he needed the stickers that go on the planes. I don't know yeah. how to explain them. But yeah, so he needed those designed. So I did that for the film Wow. as well. So yeah, and then so I did that. And then Studio Canal was mainly focused on like film distribution. And I was an intern. And that's the great thing about being an intern for a film company as well. You get the job of post and you get to deliver post to every single person's mm. desk and talk to them. Wow, yeah. So I made an effort to talk to everybody for at least five minutes every day. Just check in, check in with meetings or talk to everybody. And through that, met more people. And um, one of the employees that worked in sales, I wouldn't initially think of talking to them because they're sales. Yeah. It's nothing to do with art. But she ended up, her husband is an animator in another company. And they were like, oh, just talk to him. And he was, he's a great guy. And yeah, and then worked in Silk Factory, which is a sound and editing company. And that was awesome. Mm. 
Yeah. And, and that's then, all in England. Yeah. Wow. So this is before. So you went on exchange. We'll give some context. You went on exchange mm-hmm. uh, for the year. Mm-hmm. So before you actually went to uni, you yeah. were like, hey, I'm going to get a bunch of these internships. Well, I mean, uh, Studio Canal was probably planned maybe three weeks before I went in. And so I knew that it was happening when I was on the plane leaving Australia. Yeah. I just didn't know the extent of how big Studio Canal was. And then Silk Factory, Studio Canal actually organized that meeting with Silk Factory to have that internship. And so I met their CEO and organized that internship for nine months later because I had classes in between. Yeah. And yeah, and then I ran out of time and I had, <laughs> I wanted to do another internship in another company that was going to be art related with a company called Nexus. But um, yeah, time ran out, so but I would have loved to work with <laughs> You're just on it. Like, how do, how do you stay think, on it? How think, does I someone... London, because you're in a new city, you're like, nobody knows me. I can start fresh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that was kind of my mentality. I'm like, I'm just going to do my thing here, then come back to Brisbane, see how, I, see how it is, and then yeah. figure out the next step. Yeah, because I think, like, well, I was on exchange the second half mm-hmm. of the year um in a different place in america and so yeah you really do feel like you can do more because no one knows you i don't know it's quite liberating yeah um so yeah it definitely gets you out and like pushing yourself yeah and i I knew that it was like a time limit on my time yeah yeah i was like i gotta make most of it count and i actually went thinking that well i had planned the whole time that i was just gonna stay just postpone wow. my studies yeah. today. That didn't end up working out because, you know, life happens, but it it's fine and that's just how it was. And then I'll go back to London sometime soon. Yeah. But yeah, needed to come home. I think you and I have a similar personality where we kind of just jump in the deep end and, and hope to swim. Out. Yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Like it's kind of tough sometimes uh-huh. but like it also is very rewarding because and you learn i think very quickly yeah where it's like hey oh okay maybe i can't do that or maybe i can yeah. or we'll just see might yeah. as well yeah yeah so i think that's and i think it's good because you're in a situation where you can't like change it like you you're in that situation you need to deal with it and just having that like deadline is really scary and terrifying but it works out like yeah you, i think you actually deal with it better because you have to deal with it not because you have like the choice to deal with it yeah and i think you learn how to deal with those like insecurity yeah. or in like you don't have time to think if this is a good or bad idea like mm-hmm. it comes to your mind and then you're like well i'm already like halfway to the interview i have to keep going you yeah know, you've already got that foot yeah. in the door somehow and you're like yeah maybe i can do this well, I mean, like, I had meetings with, co- like, a lot of companies in London. And just going into those meetings, I would be thinking, like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? Oh, I can't say that because that's way too confronting. Or, like, I don't know what they're going to say to me back. Maybe I'm stepping over the line. But, like, it just having the courage to just speak up and be like, yes, this is my space too. I'm going to be heard and just asking the question because you got nothing to lose. You're not from the country or whatever, so you can just do whatever. Yeah. 
and obviously like be a good person at the same time <laughs> yeah and i think that kind of goes back to uh when you were 14 when mm. you're like getting your name out there and and like getting that ball slightly rolling and mm. yeah i i just don't know how that started like it was just kind of it was literally like a switch yeah. it's just but i go. think that's like i mean it's similar for me for this project of mm. like okay well either i'm gonna try this again or either i'm gonna keep thinking about wanting to do this or i'm never gonna do it yeah you know or and it's like so either i do it or i'm i just stop thinking about it stop hoping that i could do it and just put that to bed put that to rest and not do it focus on something else and it's like no i just always come back to this and i want to do it so yeah yeah i think it's like there comes a point where it's like a switch in a way but um yeah, yeah it kind of is like well let me try it yeah 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 exactly um so what keeps you motivated so many things i feel like it's the love for art you know trying to be better every day um industry it's like being like a mac computer or something you're constantly upgrading trying to keep people interested um it's kind of like that and just yeah my family as cliche as it sounds that's not cliche it's it's i mean i just i feel like that's like it's less heard you know that yeah it's really the people around you yeah um i couldn't have done any of this by myself it would be a completely different journey it would be a lot harder and just those people giving you breaks as well yeah because like if i set up my own studio that's what i'd want to do like if i see talent i'd want to give someone a break yeah because the hardest thing is getting in Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah long time goal is it to own a studio and be your own boss (laughs) (laughs) definitely be my own boss but working in a team so probably a studio but initially i'd like to work in a few studios and get skills up and then make a decision from there and just meet some more people along the way but yeah um probably get set up in canada Mm. and then be able to come home a few times a year would be nice yeah 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 that's awesome um thank you so much for coming in all good i say coming in i came to your (laughs) house house, (laughs) Um, (laughs) no but i have one last question yeah um which is what one piece of advice that can help someone really get that foot in the door or start that ball rolling can you give i think you just have to be bold and send those emails and ask for those meetings and say just can't are you free let's have a coffee 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 is your life coffee yeah coffee that's it ask for coffee (laughs) shout them a coffee yeah you will get the meeting then and uh yeah just just ask people for a coffee date awesome not even a date you know but like a work thing yeah Um, five minutes of their time yeah just ask them loads of questions about how because people love to talk about themselves so ask them loads of questions and then at the end just weave in this is who you are you're looking to have a career in this area or whatever and they'll be more inclined to help you awesome yeah and then develop your social medias yeah and then reach out to people online and in person amazing uh where can people find you 
people can finally find me mainly on Instagram. So at Sammy underscore Zaleski underscore art and art station. If you just look up Sam Zaleski, um, Facebook, just look up Sam Zaleski. You get all <laughs> Sam the Zaleski. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. All the best. Thanks. There we go. The first episode is done. Um, for me, that's crazy because I've had this idea in the works for quite a long time and I hope to kind of reveal or tell the story over time um, because the modern youth didn't just start in May of 2019. It actually started quite a while ago. Um, but that's for another time. As for now, I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I hope you got a sense of what this show is going to be about and what I'd like it to be. I understand that there's a few little nooks and crannies that I can smoothen out, but uh, I think that's going to happen just over time. Um, also, a big shout out to my brother for creating the music. He is someone who inspires me a lot and he uh, dedicated his time to create this little jingle for us. So thank you to him. You can find him at sidcom.co. That's S-Y-D-C-O-M.co. He's super cool. Definitely check him out. Um, and also my good friend, Mai Tomiyagi. She actually a little sneak peek as to the origins of the modern youth uh she created the first ever logo which isn't this one but the first one dun 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 just a little uh yeah sneak peek as to what may be revealed throughout the show in later episodes um but for now i'm very excited for what's to come and i hope you are too catch you next week <laughs>